Hey there, everybody. This is John at pureandsimplebible.com. I'm so thankful that you're with me again. Very grateful for this opportunity to have another Bible study conversation. Today's episode is very exciting for a couple of reasons. First, it's exciting because we're going to be talking about a new workbook that I've just put out, and it's a a resource that I hope that you'll be able to use for a couple of reasons, and we'll get into it. Now, as I went through and was editing the episode, I did notice that I kind of geek out on some of the words uh, related to English language learners and those concepts, but I'm just so excited for them to have the chance to study the Bible with you. I'm also excited for your children, older children, to get to study the Bible. What a great opportunity this workbook will be for family worship, uh, for Bible studies at home, uh, to systematically go through the Gospels and see Jesus from beginning to end as Christ and Lord. Now, the other reason I'm very excited is because my son is my guest. I invited my nine-year-old son, Gabriel, to be the person who would interview me about the workbook and then to go through the very first lesson with me. So hopefully this will be an encouragement to you if you're a parent and you're interested in looking for resources to bring into the home for doing Bible studies with your kids that are very Bible-based and unlock the scriptures for them, then you'll get to see Gabriel go through that first lesson as a nine-year-old. And uh, it was such a pleasure to have him on the podcast anyway. He was just very excited after it was over and was kind of on a... uh, spiritual high and emotional high, and I was too. So without further ado, let's jump into the podcast episode called Let's Talk About Jesus. Thanks for coming to my studio today. You want to give me a cheers? Yes, cheers. All right. Well, I thought I would uh, have you interview me about a special workbook that I have just come out with called Let's Talk About Jesus. And uh, so I have a few reasons why I want you to interview me, but uh, I'll just say maybe a few, and then I'll ask you to start with your questions, okay? Okay. Uh, you're my son, and I love you. <laughs> yes. So I'm glad you I you're... love you too. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here for that reason. Secondly, uh, this workbook is about you, so mm. we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's right. I've made it about you. And third... Um, I need a podcast episode, so you're going to help me record a video and a podcast at the same time. So you're going to be like a, a superstar. All, you know, whoever subscribed to my stuff will get to see you. So thanks for being with me. Yay. So why don't you take over? You become the host, and I'll be the guy that gets interviewed. Okay. What exactly is this workbook all about? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I have an answer just for that. That's such a genuine question. So this is called Let's Talk About Jesus, and it is a workbook uh, that is designed for you to be able to share the gospel with your neighbors and your coworkers and your schoolmates who don't speak English very well. Like, if you wanted to share Jesus with somebody, but you couldn't really talk to them very well, you're kind of like, ah, well, I guess I'm out of luck on this person. I'll try somebody else. But the point is that you can now use this to invite them to practice English with you, and learn about Jesus. Right. Um, what, what in the English language, what is in the English language learner? Oh, what is an English language learner? Yeah, okay. that's a big t- tongue twister. Was it a big tongue? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're an English language the... learner. <laughs> yeah. What is in the ling- 
What is an English language learner? What is an English language learner? Okay, well, I'll tell you. And, and for short, you could say ELL. That would be... ELL. That's what we used when I was a, a school teacher. We had a bunch of acronyms, and one of them was an ELL. An English language learner is exactly what that uh, phrase suggests. It's somebody who moves to America or somebody who's been here maybe their whole life, but they haven't been around English a lot, and so they're learning the language. Maybe they've had some formal classes in it, and maybe not. Um, maybe they've just got here. Maybe they've been here for a while. I'm going to have a sip of this. This this one looks good. If, if you really like it, pour a bit into your cup so it'll always taste it. Oh, yeah? No, I should have done that before we started. Anyway, an ELL is an English language learner is somebody that needs to uh, practice English. Okay. Um, how will this workbook help them learn English? Well, another great question. Um, so this workbook has 30 lessons in it, right? And each lesson is a page, so... Uh, maybe I'll show some up-close videos and people can kind of see up close to it in a while. But uh, you're going to do some reading practice where sure. I read to the person I'm studying with and then they read it back to me. Then there are some vocabulary words. This sounds kind of like what you do in language arts, doesn't it? Um, what I used to do. What you used to do? Yeah. Well, then there's some questions that they have to answer. And then there's a main idea in each lesson because I yeah. want them to get the main idea of the lesson. Yeah. Does that sound like something you do at school? Well, it's something I used to do before I got into GT. Oh, man. Dropping the GT out there in the radio for everyone to hear. <laughs> He's just casually dropping that. By the way, I'm in GT. Oh, Hardy brother. Hardy har. Hardy har. All right. Well, yeah. So uh, each lesson offers great opportunities for people to enhance their English. You said this workbook. You said these workbooks are also for children. What do you mean? Well, you know, English language learners aren't just people who've moved to America. They're also kids. Did you know that it takes two years for any person to get the basic interpersonal skills in a language? That's why two-year-olds are the ones who, you know, like you're a year old saying, mama, dad, dad. But by two, you're starting to understand like commands and go put this away and yeah. don't drink that and you know, that kind of stuff. Har, har, har. But it takes seven years for kids and English language learners to learn uh, their second language or, or any language rather, even their first language. It's called CALPS, another acronym. CALPS <laughs> means Cognitive Academic Language Proficiency Skills. And uh, that's just a fancy way of saying, when you're seven years old, I can say, put your belt on, button the buttons on your shirt, check out the pencil in your pocket, and you're sitting cross-legged in a chair. And you get all of that. But a two-year-old wouldn't. They'd be like, what? So for kids, uh, you're learning English as well, but you kind of get to a point where you can think deeper into it. And so I want you not just to learn English. Like that's not your point in doing this, Gabriel. Your point's going to be learning Jesus. So it's got the same questions, but I want to bring you closer to the gospel. That's why uh, I wrote this for kids. Yes, sir. Um, what version of the Bible are you using in the workbook? That's a very perceptive question. I'm glad you asked. Well, I use a translation called the easy-to-read version. And uh, you're familiar with that. We yeah, read I've that. Well, we read it at breakfast. Oh. So you, you're familiar with it. You've read it with me before. The easy-to-read version um, is on a second-grade reading level, and it is a dynamic equivalent. I know those are you know, some fancy words. 
But for people who are familiar with Bible versions, it is a dynamic equivalent, which means it's thought for thought, not word for word translation. But it's easy to read, easy for English language learners, but also easy for kids like you. I know you're in fourth grade, so, you know, this translation is on a second grade level. It's going to be easy for you to read and comprehend. Okay. Um, can we do a sum sample lesson together? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Yeah, let's do a sample lesson. So okay. I'll take over now as the interviewer. So give me your little notebook there. You've got a pencil. Yep. And I'm going to have you go to lesson one, which is on page eight here. And uh, so for those okay. who are following along, if you don't have the workbook, you can go and buy the printed copy. I like to buy the printed stuff. It feels good to have paper. But if you prefer to have electronic you can get a free download of any of these at the website, uh, pureandsimplebible.com. And so that's what I've done, is uh, I have the workbook on my tablet. And, uh, you know, you could have it on your phone with a friend as well. So we're going to go through this lesson. Yes, and um, Dad, that, that appears not to be a tablet, but actually a Chromebook. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Chromebooks aren't tablets. Tablets can go and... Yeah, flip the, you, the Chromebooks have keyboards and you can flip it around. Oh, tablets don't have keyboards? Yeah. Well, maybe you know more than me in technology. It, I'm certain that it will be that way. Well, the first thing that I do with people in these studies, so okay. parents can do this with kids or when somebody wants to study with a person who's uh, wanting to learn English, you, the first thing we'll do is read it. So we'll notice it's Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And I'll read it first, and then I want you to read it back to me. Okay. And so for people watching, um, you can follow the same method if you want to. And uh, we'll just see how it goes. All right. Um, Luke chapter 1, verse 1. Most honorable Theophilus. Many others. And I want you to be reading along okay. too, right? That Not just in your mind. That way if there's any challenging words, you'll have a good idea okay. on how to pronounce them. Many others have tried to give a report of the things that happened among us to complete God's plan. What they have written agrees with what we learned from the people who saw those events from the beginning. They also served God by telling people his message. I studied it carefully from the beginning. Then I decided to write it down for you in an organized way. I did this so that you can be sure that you have been taught that what you've been taught is true. Your turn. Read it, please. Um. Talk about new words. No, no, no. I want you to actually read the scriptures. Oh, that you just read? Yeah, so we're, we're both taking a turn reading it. That gives you the chance to practice as well. Most honorable Theopolis, many others have tried to give a report of the things that have happened among us to complete God's plan. What they have written agrees with what we have learned from the people who saw those events in the beginning. They also served God by telling people his message. I studied it all carefully from the beginning and then decided to write it down for you in an organized way. I did this so you can be sure um, that that you did that that you that what you have has been taught is true. Got a little tricky there at the yeah, end, didn't yeah. it? Talking about tongue twisters. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. new words, and I want you to actually write it. That's why you got your pencil there. So I want you to write down what you think these words mean. Let's talk about the word report. Okay. 
Okay. From verse 1, it says, Many others have tried to give a report of things that happened. What, what's the report? Um, I think maybe it's telling somebody about what's going on um, at a certain place, like school, telling you about a test or something. Okay, so telling about what's going on. Well, how would I how would I put this report? What would I put it on? Paper, maybe. Oh, so well, I would be verbally. I would could be verbal, but since he's using words on this page, he's probably have he's probably written it down. So I would say like a, a written account. Why don't you write that? Okay, Next a written account. A written account. Yes, and pardon my handwriting. Oh well, nobody's gonna see it but you and me, so. I won't judge too harshly this time. Okay, there. so the next word is event. Something that happened. Oh, I like it. Yeah, something that happened. Write that down. While you're writing it, I'll read verse 2 again. It says, What they have written agrees with what we learned from the people who saw those events from the beginning. Do you think an event is usually based off of Truth or off of something false? Truth. Yeah, I think it's probably a lot of times truth because it depends on the event, right? Right. Somebody made it up if it was fiction or if it was fact. Yeah, like Martin Luther King. Totally. Yeah, Martin yes, Luther King. Um, <laughs> tell message. What's a message? Um, um, uh, a message. <laughs> well, give me a synonym for it. From verse 2, it says, they also serve God by telling people his message. Um, the um, news, maybe? Okay, the news, a message. Um, telling something about what's going on? Yeah. Could it just be like uh, some thoughts, Ooh. some ideas, a message? Let's skip writing because I think people kind of get the idea of what we're doing here. So let's just talk about it now. What does organized mean? Organized. Yeah. Um, it comes from verse 3. I studied it all carefully from the beginning. Then I decided to write it down for you in an organized way. Um, um, clean, um, orderly. Yeah, um, clean, orderly. Not, I think about a drawer when I open the clothes. You yeah. know, if it's organized, they're all folded. Yeah. But when it's not folded, they're just like jumbled, jumbled up. Yeah. Like it, your drawers? No, it's not. It used to be like that, but not anymore. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, of some sort of ver verse when um, Jesus said, when a demon is cast out, it goes to a dry place with income, searches for rest, but finds none, so it decides to go back and its house is clean and swept, but it brings back seven or more spirits, even evil in itself. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of that. I just have to say that that was totally unscripted and I'm super proud. Boom. Man, that was great. Yeah, so organized was talking about that person's life. He was a moral person even though he didn't have God mm -hmm. at the center of it. That's for another day, though. I'd love to chat with you about that. Next time you come on the show, we'll chat more about it. All what right. is true? The last word. Truth. True. Truth. Uh, the right thing. Real. Real. I like that word. Something that's real. I did this, verse 4, so that you could be sure that what you have been taught is real. It's true. Yes. I like that. Okay, look at the next section. Um, 
usually we could write them down. I think since people are watching the video, we'll yeah. just talk about it. Yeah, it takes up more time. Yeah. And I have terrible handwriting and spelling on these things. Well, but nobody would see it but me. Um, was Luke the only one to give a report? Definitely not. How do you know that? Well, it says, Most Honorable Theophilus, many others have tried to give a report. Oh, okay. So there were others besides Luke. Um, yeah. Do you happen to know who they were? Um, well, they appeared all open... They appeared all to be writing to somebody named Theophilus. Well, uh, yeah, Luke is writing to Theophilus, and then he's talking about others. What usually goes into a report? Um, so here's some options. Myths and legends, historical events, current events like politics, news, children's stories. There could be more than one answer, by the way. Just I'd say B and C. B and C, okay. Why? Um, because the news is telling about something true. Myths are legends, and, and child stories are for, like, um, fiction and that stuff. Yes, and also in Babylon B, it has the intro where a world is ruled by fake news. <laughs> well, yes, uh, I like the point you made that myths, legends, children's stories are fiction. So it seems like what Luke is wanting to write about are true events, not fictional events. Does that right. sound fair? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's the report that he's writing? Like, he says, I'm writing this report. Others have written it down as it's well. a book of the Bible. Oh, about what, though, specifically? Yeah. If, if that little book that, that I was pretending was the Bible was a real Bible, I, I'd flip over. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I just blew the secret. Oh, did you? Yep, yeah. you did. Well, what do you think Luke was writing about? Not just a Bible book, but what specifically is he writing about? Um, Jesus and his followers. Ah, and there what we go. To them? Now you know that because you know I've read the Bible. I've raised you in it. Yes. But people who don't know about it, they might have to look at the front page. Yes. Let's talk about Jesus. Okay. What did Luke do to prepare um, for his report? I actually don't know. Well, look at verse three. Oh, he studied it carefully. Yeah. And he wrote it in an organized way. Do you think that's somebody that cares about what they're doing or is lazy and doesn't care about what they're doing? Cares about what they're doing. Why? Um, because if he was just lazy, he'd probably just write it in some sort of disorder. Or maybe not even write it at all. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, here's the main idea at the bottom, and you'll notice that there's a blank, and then down underneath it, in really tiny word letters, is the, the answer. And so I want you to write down the phrase as I read it to you. Luke believed that he was writing about true events. Luke believed he was writing about true events. You know, that's important. You know, I believe the yes, Bible's true. It even talked. It even said one of the new words. Yeah, I believe the Bible's true, and you believe it. But there's some people who are not going to believe the Bible's true, and maybe they're just wanting to study English. And so, what we have to show them is that the the guy who wrote this, he didn't write it just to tell a story or to 
entertain someone. He thought he thought he was writing truth. So that means when we look at the different things that he says, that Matthew says, Mark, John, the other gospel writers, that they were writing it believing that it was true. That's powerful for me. I think it should be powerful for you too. Super powerful. <laughs> and that's it. And then at the end of the lesson, um, I would lead prayer. And so maybe we can have prayer together. Okay. What do you think? Sure. Would you like to lead it? Um, you can. How about I share something that you can pray about, and that'll give you something to pray for. Okay. Well, I I I didn't want to because I don't really feel feel like um praying in front of three cameras. Oh, you mean all the people watching us right yes. now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you tell me something to pray about then, and I um, will pray. That my mom would have. Then would recover from her knee surgery quickly. That's true. Um, Gabriel's great grandmother had double knee replacement surgery, and so we want to pray for her. It's a good one. Let's pray together. Holy Father, we're so thankful for today and for this chance we've had to study the Bible together. We ask that you would help us to look at it the way that Luke did, that it's true events. And that the things that he searched for carefully were, um, that he organized them carefully because he believed they were true. We ask you to be with Marilyn Dean, Mom Mom, that you would bless her during this time where she recovers from her double knee replacement surgery, that it would all go well. And bless Gabriel and me, bless our faith, help us to grow closer to you through your word. I'm so thankful for Gabriel and the young man that he is, and I love him very much, but Father. I know I only have him for a little bit, and then we give him back. So help us to raise him right. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Grateful to know you a little bit better, sir. Welcome. I live with you every day. Oh. <laughs> I know a bit better each day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I guess uh, until next time, I'll well, see you at the breakfast table. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank Gabriel for joining me. What a brave young man he was. He has heard these podcasts before, so he knows kind of what it's about, but he's never been in here when it was recording, so I was thankful for him and his easygoing nature to be interviewed and to uh, try out that first lesson for your benefit. You can go to the website to find the workbook, Let's Talk About Jesus, and uh, it's there, available free to download, and if you want to purchase one, a printed copy, then they're $12, and you can find them there at the website, pureandsimplebible.com backslash study series. While you're at the website, check out the other three workbooks that are available. All of the podcast library, the video library I have, little by little, this website is intending to become a library of opportunities for you to learn about Jesus and to share the gospel with others. Until next week, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. We're willing. See you soon. Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon. He was a man like me. And